This is the Hello World Podcast, where we talk about habits of success, habits of excellence, entrepreneurship, leadership, learning and development, and outlook that will help us succeed through life. This is Louis Banta, CEO and Chief Trainer of Learning Just Made Better or LJMB. And this is episode 13 of the Hello World Podcast. Episode 13 is focused on letter E, entrepreneurship. A lot of us are really thinking about this, thinking about making that leap to putting up our own business. Some of us are currently in the middle of this fight situation, thinking of ways on how we can really meet our revenue targets and adapt our selling techniques in this new normal. Our guest for today will talk about precisely what I mentioned, selling in this new environment. And our guest brings with him 40 years of experience in combined global sales, sales management, business development, country and new territory expansion and experience. He is a hands-on sales and sales management practitioner in uh, countries like Australia, New Zealand, Philippines, Singapore, Malaysia, Hong Kong, Japan, Korea, China, UAE, Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, Qatar, Oman, and Brazil. So he has really gone around across continents. I'm sure testing and succeeding with sales techniques. He is also a sales and business development consultant, mentor, coach, and trainer. And you know, with that kind of experience, the quantity and the quality of experience, it definitely deserves to be shared to a lot of people. He has a deep understanding of human resource software market. Last 20 years devoted to HR software solution sales in the Middle East and Southeast. He's an HR and e-learning independent consultant. I mentioned e-learning, something that's really very relevant, has gotten a lot of attention during this pandemic. He's an expert in driving sales revenue, market expansion, and profitability in large organizations and startup environments within Asia Pacific and the Middle East. He was a consistent peak performer with strong experience in software solution selling tactical and strategic sales planning, sales resource management and improvement, results attainment, skills attainment, training, sales process optimization, and subsequent change management. You can see the broad experience that our guest brings to the table today. He's also an outstanding global business development expert, prolific writer in the areas of sales, and not only sales, in mental health as well as he is a huge advocate of mental health with focus on anxiety and depression. Last thing I'd like you to know about our guest is that he is a massive supporter of the Filipino people and the Philippines as his new home. He's been here for almost three years and uh, is married to a Filipina and 
you know, I've been interacting with this guy in uh, my uh, short stay in LinkedIn for the past three months, and I would call him Kabayan. So I'd like you to all welcome in Hello World podcast, Kabayan Edward Musia. Hello world. Thanks for being here, Edward. It's my pleasure. It's nice to talk to you. And uh, I know that we're doing this recording on a Saturday. And uh, thanks for saying yes. I know it's a weekend. It's just that um, your your posts really caught our attention. You would uh, share a mix of value-adding content, as uh, I mentioned earlier, in the areas of sales. And I also saw you posting a lot about HR, HR technology. I also saw you posting about your advocacy, your passion on uh, helping people with uh, um, or experiencing mental health uh, issues. But in this episode, the focus is really in being able to help business people out there, sales leaders, no matter what level are they in the hierarchy. I spoke to executive uh, sales leaders. They still are needing guidance in navigating through this new environment when it comes to selling. What about your business, uh, Edward? You have your own sales enablement consultancy, and you started it, I understand, right before the pandemic. How did this crazy chaos around us affect your business? Well, it's not something I really want to repeat again. Um, uh, to be uh-huh. perfectly frank, okay. Um, you know, I decided that after a very, very long time, four decades of of, of the corporate world, that you know, I, I wanted to get away from everything. There were a lot of things associated with the corporate world that that you know I no longer wanted to do. You know, the the politics, yes. the the pressures, etc. Um, and you know, there was a a freedom that that I wanted to experience to be able to to do what I wanted to do, but do it in using my hours and my times and etc. And uh, sadly, I did it one month before the pandemic happened. Um, and I mean, to 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 to, be, to say it in a nutshell, I mean, the world came crashing down. I mean, essentially, business stopped. You know. Um, which for the first month wasn't really much of an issue because it, it was nice to do, you know, unwind. But it was very, very hard. I mean, it, you know, getting new customers, uh, establishing a name, um, trying to earn anything um, was brutal. And I would say the first three months were, I mean, there were tremendous lesson learning, but it was it's not really something I'd like to repeat again. So yes, it was certainly bad time. Okay, and you said a month before the pandemic uh, hit us. So I imagine you entered the year. You were still employed, Edward. Yes, when yep. uh, when we entered twenty twenty, made that you know brave, the courageous uh, decision. I'm going to put up my own consultancy, and then all of these things uh, happened. Now more on how did you adapt? And I'm thinking that it really has something to do with you getting from that 40 years of strong, solid sales experience. How did you adapt? And what is this new normal that we now have in sales and selling? In fact, there's a couple of things um, in this. I mean, the first one is, you know, and I have to give her credit, is my wife. I have a, a Filipino wife who runs her own business, is extremely successful, 
and in typical Filipino female fashion, is amazingly tough and resilient. And she was a great mentor um, and a great um, encourager, you know. Um, and I've also been a massive believer in grit, you know. Um, I didn't practice it as much as I should have, but I'm a big believer in that. And I think it was it was you only have two choices. You lay down and give up. Mm-hmm. And and there's no upside to that, or, or or you stand up and say, okay, I'm going to do something about it, and and you know the first thing was to go out there and 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 get known, and 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 let people know that you know you exist, and and LinkedIn and and a number of people on LinkedIn who who became mentors helped um, tremendously, and and people who I saw on LinkedIn who um, were great examples. Who were doing the same thing, and and you know we were able to share and learn and 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 from each other. But it was hard. I mean, I'd like to say that it was easy, but it was uh, it was very very tough doing it. Uh, you know, grit and my wife, I think, are the answers to your to your question. I, I like that. That uh, that just affirms what we have been saying before. That uh, at times, if not all the time, behind a successful uh, man. It's a woman yeah. who really provide that uh, encouragement. Yeah. So can you walk us through some specific things that you uh, did as form of adapting to selling in this new normal? You said when the pandemic hit us, it all hit us all very uh, hard. You know my story as well from having 20 people to support uh, in a flourishing uh, training business in the past uh, years. All of my training engagements got pushed back, and we had to jump immediately to a virtual training. What about you? Three things that really showed your immediate adoption or adaptation in this new normal. I think the, you know, the first one was to 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 stop and take a breath and and think. You know, it's kind of, um, you know. I realized pretty soon, and I was lucky that way, that, you know, what what was required was to sit back and say, okay, the world's changed. And and everyone was talking about the new normal and everyone was talking about, but it was, what does that mean to me? You know, what what environment am I now in? How does that affect me directly? So, and identifying that. Now, that sounds pretty straightforward and simple. But in sales, unless you know what a customer's problems are, you can't sell to them. So I had to apply those rules to myself. Mm-hmm. And then once I kind of understood what was going on, was, okay, what is my response going to be to the particular problems that I've identified for myself? And the problems were, you, you can't, you need to make money. And, and, and I'm a salesperson, so I needed something to sell, right? Yeah. And, and so the obvious ones were my skills. Mm-hmm. Right, being able to talk about what I've learned. Um, another thing that I wanted to do was um, to help. One of the things I've done in past in the past with companies is is help them open up new territories or help them with new products in new territories. Was so in addition to selling my skills, was reaching out to companies and helping them bring their products into markets such as the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, you know, what's the problem? How does that adapt to myself? How, how do I now apply that? And, and, you know, I had to draw on skills that I didn't have. So, for instance, marketing mm-hmm. is something I'm not naturally good at. 
you know, I'm, I'm good at one-to-one -one like we're doing now. Marketing is a whole different issue. Um, and so it was adapting, you know, it was identifying. It's the same as, I guess, running a business, being able to say, mm -hmm. you know, what are the problems I've got? You can't fix a problem unless you know what that problem really is. So there was a lot of analysis. And that took, that took a good three or four weeks to just sit there and, and think that through very carefully. Yeah, well, the world was really, you know, just on state of shock, especially yeah. that four weeks, yes? Yeah. Nobody didn't know, nobody knew what to do. Uh, companies did not have a ready BCP page to use in our, as a response. Yeah. So, yes, you made use of that, uh, you know, opportunity to get stuck at home to really take uh, time and uh, take yeah. And you had, you put up a sales enablement consultancy in the Philippines. And Edward, I, I know several people who are also in the same line of business. Really, uh, I'd say thriving, thriving practice. Yeah. In the last uh, 10, uh, 15 years, uh, lots of uh, the economy is good, lots of uh, competition, lots of uh, growth as well. And just trying to imagine the, how difficult that first month uh, was. Of course, we, we did not know that it's going to hit us. We've heard of COVID when the year started, but didn't know that it will reach the Philippine shores so that uh, fast. That first month, you, you put up your, your practice. Um, I, I guess you were already having clients in the pipeline. You already had uh, an idea of what yeah. services you're going to provide. You were starting. Can you just describe that first month without COVID in the picture? Um, so, you know, the, the easiest thing, way, you know, for me, I was lucky because, um, you know, there aren't many advantages to being older, except mm -hmm. for one. You get to know a lot of people. Okay. And so... You know, step number one was to reach out to them and reach out mm -hmm. to the people who I knew as either friends or mentors or colleagues or people I knew on LinkedIn and mm -hmm. and and start to develop a relationship and say, look, here is what I have to offer. Um, and I was kind of lucky in the sense that early on, I what I didn't want to do was deliver one-to-many type work. I, I wanted to do one-on-one. -on -one type work um, and that kind of fitted in really well because the one-to-many time at that particular time we hadn't yet embraced this this um, virtual world yet we hadn't embraced Zoom and Teams and and so that that wasn't there yet that was coming very very quickly but already I had kind of luckily you know, decided what I wanted to do was do a more one-to-one. -one. So be able to have clients who are salespeople, uh, sales managers, and help them individually. And, and that was much, much more easy um, to, to, to adapt either for something as simple as WhatsApp, you know, a 15-minute phone call or a 30-minute phone call a week. Um, and that's how it started. You know, was was I was I fortunately fell into that decision of a one to one approach versus a one to many approach. Mm -hmm. So it's more on sales coaching and sales mentoring. Yeah, yeah, yeah doing it. And, and there are a lot of people doing one to many, a lot, and mm -hmm. there's a lot of good people doing it. So I wanted to mm -hmm. take a different take on it. Okay, the, there's this phrase that's um, most often used in 2020. Actually, there are a lot, and you can see memes in social media, uh, phrases that you use in uh, video calls. But this phrase, new normal, 
has been adapted to everything. The new normal in education, the new normal in learning, the new normal in HR. How do you see, or perhaps describe this ongoing and upcoming new normal in selling? If I am a sales manager, sales executive, what is this new normal in selling, Edward, that we're talking about? I think a number of things have, have changed. Um, you know, salespeople, th there is a, a sales 101 handbook, you know, set of processes that was applicable back 40 years ago, and it's still applicable yes. today, right? Mm -hmm. and, and it doesn't matter whether it's pre-COVID or, 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 you know, ongoing COVID. But there are within that um, things that aren't spoken to but are assumed, but they play a critical part. So for one of them is that, you know, as uh, good salespeople rely on um, physical feedback, verbal feedback, um, body language, right? Um, you know, you learn. To, to read people, you, you, when you watch them, when, when, when they folded their hands, when they crossed their legs, you could gauge if they were telling the truth, you could gauge mm -hmm. if they had a question that they wanted to ask but were afraid to ask. That's gone now. And, mm -hmm. and you know, I've heard people argue that, okay, that it really hasn't gone because we're, we're on this virtual world well that's not actually really true you know and um, i can see you louis from your shoulders up i can't see the rest of you um a lot of people don't show themselves during calls i agree okay so a large part of the sale a, a large very important part of the sales component for a salesperson has now been removed how do I gauge that person? How do I interpret their, you know, their reaction to what I have to say? You know, uh, so that's been very, you know, very, very, um, that's changed things dramatically. I think the other thing that's changed is that people are still in panic mode. And, and so getting people's attention is difficult. You know, salespeople have got pressure from sales managers who are panicking because the mm -hmm. sales are zero or, or, mm -hmm. or a little bit above zero. So the salespeople mm -hmm. are panicking. Sales managers are getting pressure from people higher up. The people higher up are getting pressure. And so everyone's in this kind of reactive mode. Mm -hmm. And in order con to conduct a successful sales engagement, it requires this sort of interaction as like you and I are having. But that requires time. That requires attention, and it's getting that person's attention that that is is having. It requires salespeople to to learn new skills in in getting a person to to say, okay, I'm prepared to share 15 minutes of my time with you in Zoom, right? In, in Zoom or Teams. Whilst I'm worried about whether I'll keep my job, whilst I'm worried about what will my boss say you know they've got all these other things happening that was not going on mm -hmm. pre-march mm -hmm. so that's a challenge it's a it's a huge challenge you made very critical key points uh, here edward first one is 
the science, as we may refer to it as a science of selling, has not changed. The fundamentals yeah. are still there. The sales process, the sales cycle, yes, from your lead generation all the way to principles in uh, negotiation and closing the deal and after sales are still there. Uh, what changed is the, the delivery platform. What yep. changed is the selling environment. Yeah. Okay? You also made a very important point. Uh, the change in sales and in, in selling environment has taken away that power from salespeople experienced people like let's say you and me who I like, I like your, uh, your what you pointed out that instinctive ability to interpret body language yeah yes yes crossing legs or crossing arms yeah. or just the microfacial expressions that yeah. you may not be able to see in uh, zoom because of yeah. video resolution yeah eh? Or, or the size of relief, you know, para language, you know, yep. the, the voice tone. Wow. Uh, the salesperson in this new normal who has been used to having all of that uh, feedback that you said would need to... Now I'm thinking what kind of training, what skills adjustments do uh, does a sales professional need to be able to do now? Because there can be that tendency to get still get stuck. Okay, I'm meeting with the client through Zoom or MS Teams, but the change in technology need to be accompanied by a change in behavior of the salesperson. They do. What specific tips would you give, give a salesperson now who's in front of somebody in Zoom without all of that feedback? I, what you are know, your practical tips? Everything I'm going to say was true before COVID. Uh-huh. The problem is, or the challenge is that most of us never practiced it, mm. right? To the degree that it needs to be practiced now. I think the first thing is, you know, it, the challenge, the biggest challenge right now is getting a person's attention. How do I get Louis Banter's attention? He's got a lot on his plate. He's got staff to take care of, bills to pay. Um, and every month he worries about, how will business be next month? Now I'm trying to sell him something. How do I get his attention? And I think part of that is empathy. I've got to understand and I've got to apply empathy. And I have to understand your situation. So if I'm in the same boat, and I am, what will I respond to? And you've really got to think that through. If I get an email and it, it's not specifically written to me. Someone hasn't done the research and specifically worded it in a way that relates to Edward. I'm gone. Within the first six, seven, eight words, I've deleted that email. I just don't have the time. I've got too many other things to worry about. And then if I do manage to get five minutes of Louis Banter's time, I think the very first thing that to do is I've just got to be brutally honest. Okay, mm -hmm. about me, about my product, about what it can, mm -hmm. about what it can't do. I don't have the time now to build a relationship with Louis. You, I just don't. It might happen, yes. you know, but it, to begin with, I don't. So hopefully that bond is created through one of empathy and honesty. In me being able to quickly understand what are the issues, I've done my research, I've, I've spent 
a day or two days getting to know who Louis Bantha is, what I think drives him, what I think are his ups and his downs, and why I think there may be a gap with my that could be fixed with, with my particular solution. If I haven't done that amount of pre-work, Louis Banta is going to go, Edward, I've heard you're a nice guy, but basically no, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that research is the thing that I think is going to make the difference. And it means that for one call, you could be spending a day doing research. That, that call may not go anywhere, but I don't think there are any shortcuts. Now, the world may change in a year. But right now, it's it's carefully picking who it is that you want to talk to and putting in that time, talking to people who know Louis Banta, getting some, mm-hmm. something back, and then hoping that that will pay off. And it may not, mm-hmm. but that's our world now. I, I don't know that it's the, – the world of shortcuts is gone. And there is a lot of uncertainty. I agree with you. We don't know how it, things will be next year. Some experts say it's until 2021, 2020. But as a salesperson, you have to deliver. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also like what you mentioned. What you said is was applicable before. That's the principle of KYC. We call it KYC now. Yeah. Know your customer. Yeah, uh, we did not have that term before, but it's simply doing your homework. Yep. Yeah, it's to all to all of our sales professionals and sales leaders who are listening. Uh, I use the word of the phrase "back to basics." It's yeah. still back to basics. Yeah. So, um, uh, first thing that you mentioned, just trying to break down what you mentioned, Edward, is attention. You said it so simply. How to get attention when there's so much you know, that's competing with the salesperson? And you made me realize a lot of salespeople who get uh, who send me messages, even in LinkedIn, Edward. Yeah. I just got back to LinkedIn, and I will be surprised. I will accept a connection, and then in less than five minutes, that connection sends me something templated. Yep, yep. <laughs> you know, it's templated. Right? Yeah, yeah. Of course, well, first, first line you get turned off already. Yep. Uh, you don't read it, you don't respond anymore, and then they send follow-ups. So, and so the more you, the more you get uh, irritated. Attention. You mentioned, and am I correct, Edward? Your tip is for us to be able to get attention. Yeah. The keyword is empathy. Yes, and being able to. Uh, some say social media is a very good place to really showcase what you have, but also showing a lot of empathy. Yeah, I think you, um, you know, I have a, I'm not, I don't know whether I'm allowed to mention people's names or not, but I have a great mentor on LinkedIn and, and, and she helped me a great deal and taught me a lot about, um, you know, establishing relationships on LinkedIn. Go ahead and give a shout out. Okay. Well then Virginia, you helped me tremendously. So Virginia Bautista, um, hello, Virginia, um, and, you know, I wasn't very good at that. And, and you know, I think that nowadays where the world's changed is you really need to build those relationships before you can sell. Um, you know, everybody now is just preoccupied with so many things. And, and I will give the time to those people who have given the time to me. And I will listen to them. And I will, and uh, you know, I'll want to work with them. But cold. Why should I? I mean, I, I just don't have this. 
I've got bills to pay and, and ideals to close and, and everybody wants a little bit of my time and, and I want to see how my daughter's doing at school. So you, you, you instinctively want to deal with those people who have made the effort and, and who also have personalized their approach to you. And I think that's the key that, you know, you mentioned it yourself. You know, if you're still using templates, it's time to get out of sales. Go do something else. You know, templates are gone, man. It's over. Yeah, it just doesn't work. Well, there's one thing common uh, between us, uh, Edward, in this uh, time of pandemic. I also reached out to Coach V, as I call her, Coach uh, Virginia Bautista. And at uh, the same period of time, this is re relevant to our discussion. I was also listening to Gary Vaynerchuk. Yep. I have only because I have more time to spend. Did I open YouTube and saw a lot of Gary V uh, uh, stuff? Gary V and Coach V. Uh, what a uh, coincidence! Yeah. And and Gary V would say, "Give, give, give." Yeah. And then ask. Yes. Very simple. Give, give, give. Uh, and then he would also say he day trades attention. I, you know, the first thing that you need to do is to be able to get somebody's. Uh, uh, attention. So we're both products of uh, VB. We both benefited from uh, that perspective of yes, during this time, especially during this time of crisis, get attention, show empathy, add value. Um, you said get rid of those templates. Yep. Um, could you just expand on that to, for, for sales professionals who may need more guidance on, because they've been trained, Edward, you know how sales organizations would do it. They have scripts, and yep. fields, and cop ready to, uh, to copy paste uh, email and uh, it's email marketing or social media marketing or even text. You know it's scripted. So yes. what can a sales manager now do? The company would say adhere to scripts. What's a, a practical tip there? Well, I think I mean I think my answer is get rid of the scripts. But you know, uh -huh. let's go let's go back to to a component of what you just said. So I. You know, I don't know whether you remember, but back in the older days, you're you're much younger than I am. But people, salespeople, used to talk about the elevator pitch. You know, so so you would walk into an elevator, talk to this one person there, and they would ask, "What do you do?" And you had what between floors, forty five seconds to answer that. Now, that sounds like something very simple. In fact, it's unbelievably difficult to concisely, succinctly say what you do in 45 seconds. So now let's move that forward. So now I'm a salesperson, and so I have to decide, okay, which industry am I in? Am I mm -hmm. selling to finance? Am I selling to F&B? Am I selling to media, okay? They all have their own individual problems. At what level am I selling? Am I selling to a VP of HR, a CFO, a CEO? They all have individual problems, right? And so now you're starting to see all this this huge inter, intertwining of, of links. And now you need to, because of our current situation, you need to generally say, okay, it's a CFO at an F&B company in the Philippines. Now, how are they doing in the Philippines? What would the, that, the typical problems be and of that? All, and then you need to validate whether, in fact, there's a chance that that particular CEO or CFO in that particular F&B company would be experiencing some version of those problems. And then you would build a script around that. 
Most salespeople don't want to do that because that takes time. And so they, it's the, they still want to do the, I talked about this, someone mentioned it to me yesterday, the, the spray and pray approach. I'll send out a thousand emails. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll spray out a thousand emails and pray mm. that one guy responds. I mean, it, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Mm. And you lose the same amount of time at the mm. back end. So you may as well spend that time at the front end and really get to understand the individual you're trying to get to. And, and at least if you do that and they say no, You've done it intelligently. And this has happened so many times. That person mm. may well remember that approach that he said no to now and come back to you in a year or six months or nine months time later saying, you know what? There was this guy who reached out to me. I rejected him, but he was one of those rare salespeople who did it, reached out to me in an intelligent, empathetic way. Mm. So there's no downside to doing it. That's, you know, you drop, spray, and pray. Do your homework. I believe it comes from the mindset as well. You know, you've, we've, heard, we've heard of this one in sales. It's a numbers game. Yeah. yeah. And while it's true, it's really a numbers game. That may have led people to just say, I'll use a template, spray. And yes, if it's a numbers game, I just need to send it to more and more, spray it to more and more people. So if one out of 100 responds, I still have some. But that was, I believe, Edward, that was a thing of the past. Yes. The focus on sales effectiveness in the past decade was really more efficiency, yep. making your efforts uh, count more. Also, you said an important point, and to our sales professionals listening out there, uh, there's a tendency for you to just stick with the scripts. Yep. Uh, maybe because, and you can validate this, Edward, People are, since people are more product-oriented, still very product-oriented. And I think yeah. there's a, this is a, leads to another very, very important point. You know, the world has mm -hmm. changed a great deal. If what you're doing as a salesperson is selling product, you're in the wrong business. You, you, we're not in the business of selling product. We're in the business of solving problems. I dare say that there are a lot of salespeople talking to prospects where the prospect actually knows more about the product than the salesperson does. Prospects actually, this is a shock to people, go out and do research. The internet has allowed them to do research. They know your company, they've read about it, they know about your product suite. Your job's not as so much to sell the product. They've read about the product. What they want to know is how does that product help them in their particular business in this current economic and social environment? And that's your value add. If you're still pushing a product, it's not going to happen. They, you know, you've now got a, a, a very smart, intelligent audience who has access to everything else in just Absolutely. a click in Google. Yes. Absolutely. Who who may even rebut you if you say the wrong thing about the product. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and they've done their, and more often than not, they've actually done their homework. They've, they've, they've called people and they've got references. And I mean, it's happened. I've seen that happen where I've seen a salesperson and I do a pitch and the other person has brought up the names of two accounts that were actually dreadful references. I mean, mm -hmm. 
now you're in trouble. It's over, right? You, you haven't done your homework and, and the other person has. So we're, we're in the business of solving problems. Not really fundamental. Problems. You mentioned earlier, the tips, the back to basics is still uh, applicable. It is. I like it when you said solving a problem. And that's essentially what a salesperson does. You brought us back again to the basics. The pitfall of too many salespeople is being product-oriented. Uh, no offense meant to. I know that there are some um, consultative sellers out there. I'm not throwing some terminology there. A lot of stereotypes, Edward, in here in the Philippines that if you speak so well, if you can present a product, you are good in sales. Okay? Uh, and that now has uh, this presents, or sorry, this current situation now presents the shift in skills that the, Edward said you have to get, get attention and you can't get attention just by focusing on the, on the products. I think, so, I think Edward, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I think we've, we've become consultants. We're consultants now. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. You know, we're, we're not product salesmen. We're consultants. Mm -hmm. It's been there for the longest time. Yeah. Now we really need to embrace it just yeah. like technology has been a lot of us has been forced to adapt to technology. We should be forced to adapt to, you know, uh, a body of knowledge that's long been existing there. We yep. just don't. And here in the Philippines as well, selling before has been mostly based on relationships. I'm sure that you've uh, you've had an yeah. experience of that, Edward. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we know the client anyway. The client will not leave us. No, the client will renew. And people get relaxed and all of a sudden, even if the friendship is there or the relationship is there, business is business. Very much so. And it happens. And it's going to happen more and more, you know, um, especially now when purses are tight, budgets are tight, you know, um, uh, you know, and I see it happening with friends where they get the, the phone call or the email saying, you know, dear John, you will always be a good friend. However, you know, the business relationship cannot continue. Um, and that's how it is, you know. Yes, that used to exist before, but I think now that's going to that's going to accelerate. And that's not a bad thing. I don't think mm -hmm. that's a bad thing at all. It just means it, it's on us um, to do our job better, more professionally, and to continue to to give value to the customers we have mm -hmm. and the prospects we have, so that that we can retain their business. Mm -hmm. So yes, my insight here is. The, the tools, the principles have been there they have. for quite a while. They have. Yeah. You know, I think it's just that now we really have to apply them. You know, um, you have no choice. I mean, it, it's that, that's the name of the game. I mean, I, I'll tell you a little story, just uh, going back Go to ahead. what we were talking about earlier. I was on a phone call, on a joint phone call um, with some partners of mine, um, and we were talking to a large organization about them becoming a partner of ours. And their opening statement was, I tell you what, why don't you tell us what you know about us and our business model, mm -hmm. and that can help start create the foundation for a discussion. Mm -hmm. Now, now you're in trouble. If you haven't done your research, uh -huh. Everything you've planned for this one-hour phone call has gone down the toilet because their opening gambit is you tell us what we do. Mm -hmm. We'd mm -hmm. like to know what you know about us. Wow. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
it took everybody by shock. Now, fortunately, mm -hmm. we knew something about them. But there was a lesson. You know, don't go into any call like that cold because people just don't have the time. They want to deal with people who have made the effort. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, what comes to mind is the order taker phrase, Edward. Yeah. Yep. You go to a meeting. Okay, it's an initial meeting anyway. It's a scoop, perhaps a scoping meeting if it's a service meeting. So I just listen to the customer. I yes. have a standard set of questions yep. and I just write down and then perhaps say, okay, I'll get back to you. you know? yeah. Talk to perhaps other members of the sales team. If you pointed, wow, that's a true story. It could happen to you guys. Yeah. So don't get to meetings unprepared. You've lost you will lose a customer. If I can imagine if it were me, I, I was not able to say anything relevant. Uh, I, I would get out of that, <laughs> that yeah. call for no embarrassment. Yeah, no choice. You have to end the call. But that's the end of that business, mm -hmm. right? As well. I guess you can't fake it. Yes. No. At that point, the customer already got you. And they know. I mean, you know, it's even worse when they've done their research about you and you haven't done the research about them. Oh, my. Mm -hmm. Right, so and it doesn't happen all the time, right? But imagine if one out of ten customers would do that, you'd be better. You know, I'm not addressing our sales professional listeners. Sell, you want to know how to sell in this new normal? Then you have to go back to the basic principles. You take them seriously, and you know, we just make some tweaks because Edward, I'm, I'm think people are saying. What we know before is no longer relevant, no longer applicable. What, the, the point of our discussion here is go back to the basic principles yeah. and just tweak the application. And I think that the you know we could the, before there was the, the 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 ability to to bypass components of of the process. You know now there is no leeway. You know, you, you cannot bypass. You have to follow the, the, the steps. You have to adhere them. You know, when I started 43 years ago, we were told to sell benefits. Never sell, you know, um, a product always sell benefits. You know, how many emails have you received where, where they listed the product and what the product can do? I mean, you know, buying a car. You know, it's got this size engine, um, it's this color, it can, but so what? How does that help me? We knew that 40 years ago, but we found ways around that. And the customers knew less about the product than we did. The world's changed. Now we're restricted to this little environment where I see you on a small screen, you see me on a small screen. Worse still, you've cut your video off, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, back to basics and, and stick to them, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And I think there's one other component that's changed. You know, we, very, very briefly, we've talked about when we worked in an office and we were salespeople, we had the ability to, to talk to other salespeople. You had the ability to sit down as you passed each other in a corridor and said, mm -hmm. look, I've got this account, you know, give me some advice. That's now mm -hmm. gone away, right? Yeah. But we're, as human beings, you know, we're social animals. And, and so my other, you know, last bit of advice to any salesperson or sales manager would be get that back. Who are your mentors? Who are your colleagues? Get a coach. Mm -hmm. right? 
not a person necessarily who, who's going to train you, but get a coach that you can talk to for an hour a week or half an hour a week to give you feedback. Because there's mm-hmm. this, there's this um, salespeople believe they can do it on their own. They cannot, mm-hmm. like anybody else. I see HR doing that in companies here in the Philippines. They look to the CEO for guidance. Sometimes he doesn't mm-hmm. know. And he yes. needs someone to talk to. Well, we also need people to talk to. And, and so we have to use the same technology to reach out to our mm-hmm. colleagues and peers and get feedback because, mm-hmm. we, we, you know, we're, we're in this, you know, the, the famous saying of no man is an island. It's yes. now more true than ever before, you know. So that would be the other thing I'd say. Talk to colleagues. Find a, even pay for people to give you advice where they can mm-hmm. they, they have no emotions vested in you. Because it gives you, even if you don't take the advice, you can go back and think about it and digest it. Mm-hmm. They may have a point of view that, that, that helps you win that sale. And, and, and I may add to that, sales is a team sport. It as is. As you've also mentioned before. It very much um, so. But the salespeople will really think, you know, how highly competitive salespeople are, especially if uh, there's some competition that's existing yep. in the in organization. And before Edward, territories made sense. Yep. Now I've heard that a lot in a lot of organizations because of this virtual selling thing, they practically removed the territories and anybody yeah. can sell to anyone. Yeah. Uh, um, says it's a team sport. Edward's saying, bring that back, bring that practice of you know checking in with a fellow salesperson. Uh, what would you do if uh, you were in my shoes? Uh, you have handled this account before or you've handled something in this industry before. Any tips from me? It should not stop even uh, if we are uh, physically disconnected uh, yeah. with the percent, 100%. 100%. Okay. So, well, Edward, what we're learning here from this session with you is go back to basics. Yes. Find people to mentor you to continuously uh, because nobody may have the right prescription on what to do during this time. And you know what? I, I, I think you hit on something very, very important. And that is that, mm-hmm. I mean, just go to LinkedIn. You know, I, you know, no disrespect to everybody, but in, in since March, the proliferation of experts has been phenomenal. I mean, experts are coming out of the woodwork. I've never, I didn't know that there were so many experts on so many different subjects. You know, <laughs> I, you know, Find the ones who are the real experts. Find the ones mm. who are the real mentors, the people who have got mm. that knowledge and, and, and develop relationships with them. Uh, you know, hire them. Invest in mm. them so that they can mm. help. You know, even after 40 years, there are people I call mm. every day and they'll say something and I'll think to myself, my God, why didn't I think of that? Mm. Right? And sometimes it's the obvious. So, yes, it's, you know, Find the ones that are the true mentors, the true experts, develop those mm-hmm. relationships. And there's nothing wrong with asking for help. And, and, you know, in the same way, they'll come to you one day. So, yes, salespeople are competitive. But in the long run, helping each other is the only way to go. You can't do it alone, especially now. It's super difficult. And, and thank you for raising LinkedIn and to our listeners, you know, Edward and uh, myself and my team are very active in uh, LinkedIn. You know, yes, we've got nothing to do last March. Yes, a lot of us people with services and products. We didn't know what to do. So we were on panic mode. We were looking for sources of revenue. LinkedIn was there. Facebook, 
saturated or maybe yep. the right people that you're looking for are not in Facebook, but LinkedIn. As Gary Vaynerchuk said, Edward, um, if you are doing B2B and you don't have strong presence in LinkedIn, you're doomed because you need to be investing in LinkedIn you, now. People need to know you. You know, and so my thanks again to Coach V. And to our sales managers out there, make sure that your team, each of your sales professionals and yourself, you have to have that presence in LinkedIn. It may not give you short-term results, but this is the way to go. It is. The branding, whether you're selling insurance, you're selling IT solutions, whatever you're selling, you need to be seen as Edward mentioned, as an expert. Yep. As a, as a genuine expert. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's, so your people that's need to put up a lot of things. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Uh, so much. And, and time flew by, uh, Edward. This is not the usual, um, you know, conversation where, where we really, you know, we're structured. I like it that we were jumping from one uh, topic to another, but it just reinforces what we all need to do. Don't make Selling in this new normal complicated, my dear friends. It's not complicated. It's going back to basics. It is. It and, is. and then if you have a tech, technology barrier, just like using this, uh, that's tactical. You can Google that, know how to present. In, uh, but yes, can know your customer. Be prepared. Remember Edward's experience. What if the customer asks you point blank at the start of the meeting? Instead of us telling you what we need, why don't you tell us what we need and provide yeah. it? Yeah. Edward, as a last uh, last uh, statement from you, now, I know this is selling in the new normal. That's our topic. I also love your advocacy on mental health. If you can just address our listeners, because if you're in sales and you're not making money, you know it adds to the pressure, or perhaps to our listeners in general. How do we stay strong, mentally strong during this time? I think that, um, you know, and, and you made a very important point. It, it, you know, mental illness creates a circular problem. You know, once you start worrying, it affects your work. The fact that your uh, work becomes affected affects your worry. And now anxiety steps in. Anxiety then is the precursor to depression. And, and, and both of those can, can literally ruin your life. Um, and there are things to do. I think one is, is, you know, do some reading and recognize the warning signs. You know, if, if, if you, if it's difficult to get out of bed, um, if you're not in the mood very often, if you want to take more naps than normal, if you're feeling down more normal, there are some warning signs, but there are things to do. You know, for me, over the last 40 years, family, you know, my wife, my daughter, being able to have honest, open discussions. Um, to, to, to crazy things like sun, you know, go out mm. in the sun, stand in the mm. sunshine. There's, an, you know, that warmth, the vitamin D, that actually helps. Um, and this and you don't have, have to go to the beach, right? You don't have to go to the beach to do to You do don't. That. I mean, I walk around outside in the garden, you know, um, exercise. You've got to exercise, right? Um, if you're physically unwell, you know, it, it's the, the next step to, to, to having some, you know, some sort of mental unwellness is very simple, right? You've got to be physically fit, you know. Um, 
and be kind on yourself. Some people, the Elon Musks of the world and the Steve Jobs of the world are very happy to work 22 hours a day. I can't do that. And, and, and it's recognizing what, are, what can you do, what can't you do. Just because your friends are working 20-hour days doesn't mean you have to. You know, schedule your day, take breaks, um, and, and love yourself. You know, I mean, mm. if you make a mistake, don't, you know, self-flagellate. Don't beat yourself up and tear yourself apart. And how could I have done that? You know, these are all steps that, that become circular and, and it, it's easier mm. and easier to, be, to fall into that trap. You know, you make a mistake, move on. The best of us all make mistakes and make them regularly, right? Um, presidents of countries get things wrong. Welcome, we're human. We're human, right? Um, so it's 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 being attuned to to things that are out of normal, and then I think reach out to, to for help. You know, look mm. up Google, look up LinkedIn. Are there people who who are specialists in this area? Do a bit of retail and reach out before it gets to the stage where you're you're headed towards medication, because that now creates a whole new spectrum of issues so and, and we talked about it in sales reach out talk to people ask for help there's no you know we have no problem in talking about our physical ailments why is there a stigma about talking about mental ailments it's an ailment it's no different at all you know reach out and ask for help mm -hmm. well that's that's a bonus from uh, edward again selling in the new normal also made me realize a lot of things. Uh, made me recall that what we what we have before still works more relevant than now. Go back to basics, and of course, love yourself. Yep. Okay? You have you have to forgive yourself for uh, things, but you also have to continuously strive to stay strong yep. and hang in there. Absolutely. Hang in there. Absolutely. Okay. You know, you I it's a, a, a term you made it. You I remember. Uh, I can't remember whether you wrote it or whether you talked about it in one of your posts, but but mm -hmm. you talked, you mentioned the word hustle, and it yes. stuck with me as a, I I can't get that out of my mind. You know, I think that that one of the keys is we have to continue to hustle, not in a bad way, but in the yes. good interpretation of that word. Mm -hmm. I, I, I like it that you mentioned hustle because a lot of people associate hustle. With lack of mental or lack of work-life balance, you know, like killing yourself. You know, hustling is just you have a goal, you work, you continue to work hard for it. Yes. Right? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Uh, first, uh, going to, to our listeners, Edward and I have been interacting through LinkedIn. We've been commenting on each other's posts. But Edward, I really enjoyed this time with you. It was unstructured. No. Uh, gained a lot of insights uh, from you and will be happy to return the favor in whatever way any help that you would need in the near future Louis Banta Hello World Podcast and the LJNB team is uh, uh, here to uh, support you I'll see you in LinkedIn we have a common friend we have a common mentor that's Coach Me Coach Me eh? Edward saying hi here and to our listeners go and improve skills, adapt your what you have, your process and the skills in this new normal. Once again, our guest in episode 13, 
Edward Nusiak. Edward, can you just greet our listeners again? Hello, world! Hello, world! And thank you, Louis and Ting. This is Louis Banta. Thank you for listening to our Hello World podcast. Follow us on Spotify for our weekly episodes.